the minute that we started praying on the new land, the Lord laid on my heart to place some stones, some actual stones on the new land. So if you drive by there on Beltline and you see our sign, below the sign are five stones. There are five stones that, that were uh, something that I wanted to make sure that in the middle of all this moving parts and all of this building and all of this stuff that we're doing, uh, I wanted to make sure that we don't lose our foundation. I didn't want to lose our foundation. And for the next five weeks, we're going to preach and we're going to share on each of those stones. And we're going to make sure that we as a church have in our hearts exactly what God uh, is doing in our life. Those are the actual stones, passionate worship, continual prayer, uncompromised faith, commitment to the word, and unexpected miracles. That is what we're believing. This is not just something until we get into the building. I believe this is a part of the DNA of our church. And so it has been, it will continue to be. And I want to just talk to you today on one of those stones, continual prayer. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Romans 12, 12 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. And uh, it, if you don't have it, it's, I'm going to read one verse from each of those texts, very short verses. And I want to uh, just encourage you. It says this, Romans 12, 12, Paul is saying this, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. First Thessalonians says this in the fifth chapter of the 17th verse. It says, pray, three, three words, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes on believe continual prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this atmosphere. Thank you for your healing your deliverance, your power, and your presence. The Spirit of God, I pray that you'll use me just for the next few moments. Father, just to speak an encouraging word and a, and a vision word for our church. And we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. I'm going to switch to this. This is an opportunity for us to lean into a season, I believe, that's unlike any other in our church. Uh, I'm grateful for 40 five years of Pathway of Life Church, and many of you guys have been here for 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, in fact, next, next February, I'm going to be celebrating 30 years of ministry, 30 years, this February, this February, next month, uh, th 30 years of ministry, and God's just been so good, and I look around, and I'm just grateful for what he is doing, but one of the things that has been so strategic, I believe, for our church is a church that it believes in continual prayer, and it's one thing to, to just to pray when things go bad. How many people ever just pray when, it, when, you, when you need God to show up? I mean, I ain't getting no honest people. I'll raise my hand for you because you all being all self-righteous. But I'll be honest, there's sometimes that I just pray because I just, I'm just in, I just got myself into a jam and I need God to kind of bail me out. I, it's one of those, oh God, I need you right now. I need you to fix this, oh God, fix. I mean, but, but I believe that really the, the maturity of a believer is understanding and developing a life of continual prayer continual prayer that is so strategic and it talks about here Paul is writing in two separate letters in two churches in Corinth and he says this he goes that we are to pray without ceasing and he says in another he says to be constant in prayer to be constant in prayer and and so keep 
praying continually is what he's saying. He's saying that we should always pray. He says we should pray without stopping. We should pray without ceasing. To be persistent in prayer. To persevere in it. To stay at it. To be devoted to it. To don't give up on it. To not be slack with prayer. Be habitual with your prayer. Praying without ceasing simply means cultivating a mindset of prayer. It's understanding that a part of your daily routine has to include that of a being a consistent and continual uh, pursuer of Jesus in prayer. It says pray without ceasing means everything is in our life is God word. It's all about him. It's all about his direction and his leading. And he's calling us to have a life of planned meetings planned meetings in we have a, a time I don't know about your life but I know my life is full of meetings it's there's staff meetings and there's zoom meetings and there's training meetings and there's board meetings and committee meetings and advisory meetings and and sometimes we have to have family meetings and and then you have those come to Jesus meetings you know what I'm saying I mean we have all of these meetings and and so sometimes because there's so many other meetings in our life that we don't really have our own prayer meeting and I know that this seems very elementary but just hang with me for just a second because I really believe the breakthrough that you're desiring in your life is going to be found in how you approach your prayer life. I believe the breakthrough that you're trusting God for in this season of fasting and prayer is going to be found on how you transform your mind and your approach to a healthy prayer life. Because pray without ceasing simply means that you are never more than just a thought away from praying. Never more than just one thought away to pray. How many thoughts does it take you before you pray? How many thoughts of all of these things that you're trying to figure out yourself, how many thoughts do you shuffle through before you go, well, I guess I'll pray about it. And see, that isn't an issue of your heart. It's an issue of your discipline. It doesn't mean you don't love Jesus and it doesn't mean that Jesus don't love you. It just simply means that we haven't disciplined our mind to know that when something comes into our life, when, when there's an attack on our life, that we, we immediately go to the Lord in prayer. That our conversation is woven with prayer through it. It seems like our, it's a constant conversation. It's, it's never an amen to the end of our prayer life. We never reach a conclusion. It's just a steady conversation through our day. You wake up and you get going and say, God, I just want to tell you good morning. Thank you for waking me up this morning. You're brushing your teeth and you're going, God, I just want to thank you. You've been so good to me. You just, I, just, I just love you. So. I mean, you just begin to just constantly talk to the Father in prayer and it's that continual discipline and that continual approach to prayer that I believe is the answer to seeing breakthrough in our life I believe it is the answer to seeing what God wants to do for us but it's also and I talked about it a little bit more a little bit earlier is continual prayer is needed to fight the enemy because let me tell you, when you make a choice and you create a discipline around your prayer life, the enemy is not going to leave you alone. He's going to come at you. And we talked about that. We're, we talked about last week how we are fighting a real enemy. And sometimes we are dealing with spiritual things. And, and I 
gave the illustration that we're in this ring with some natural things and then we're in this ring with some spiritual things and we are fighting an enemy that is trying to take us out. It says in 1 Peter, he says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It says to be alert and sober-minded. We have to be sober-minded. That is alert and not divided mind because our battle is not against flesh and blood. And when we understand and we lean into a prayer life, then we understand that less of the battle is about flesh and blood and more of the battle is about wickedness and, and principalities in high places. And so when you make a decision to pray, you got to understand the enemy is going to come at you. But here's the thing. Don't let that bring fear to you. Let it raise up something inside of you because there's something inside of you that is ready to fight the enemy. You ain't backing down. He ain't big enough to take you out or to take you down. You've got to keep fighting the enemy. The enemy will pounce on a divided mind. If you can't sort through, am I fighting a natural battle or am I fighting a spiritual battle? If you sit there trying to figure that out for too long, the enemy is going to pounce. But when you begin to develop a consistent, continual prayer life, you will then find yourself being quickly to realize this is just the enemy. And when you know it's just the enemy, then you can just roll up your sleeves and you can go, all right, you want to go at it? You pick the right man because I'm about to kick your When you realize that you are no longer going to have a divided mind. Y'all don't think I was going to actually say that bad word, was y'all? I wouldn't do that. I don't cuss. I don't. The enemy will pounce on a divided mind. He will come at you on a divided mind. It says in there, it says, be alert. Be alert. Continual prayer is your spiritual caffeine. It will make you awake even when you're sleeping. It'll make you awake. It'll keep you on your toes. I lately been having dreams and I've never had any spiritual dreams in my entire life. Usually if I have dreams, it's because I ate pizza too late the night before, but I've been having some dreams and it's and it's and it makes me realize and I've been praying about what God, what are you doing? And it's been beautiful, but a little bit intimidating, a little bit like, what's this all about? But what I've come to realize it's because I'm I'm giving my spirit permission to never doze off. I'm not going to allow my mind to become divided. And so if God needs to talk to me in a dream, come on and talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me because I realize that, listen, while I'm sleeping, he can still be working. He can still be working on me while I'm sleeping because the enemy is going to prowl. And he's going to try to hit you in the late night hour. You're going to find that, that heaviness try to cover over you. That's why you have to understand I am fighting. I can't allow my mind to be divided. I know exactly what the enemy's trying to do in my life because the enemy will fight you. But here's the thing. The enemy will also push you. He'll push you to your knees. He'll push you to get out that oil out of your kitchen cabinet that ain't even meant for you to lay in hands. But you'll, you'll find some vegetable oils. He'll find some. It don't matter what kind of oil. You'll go out to the garage and get the motor oil. Whatever it takes, 
You say, no, no, you ain't coming to my house. Let me get some oil and let me anoint these kids. Let me anoint this wife. Let me anoint this husband. Let me anoint this bed and over these doors of this rebellious teenager. You get crazy because you realize you ain't trying to step into my space and me just sit back and take it. You realize I'm fighting the enemy. When you are continually praying, you realize that the enemy ain't going to leave you alone. But I think I'm in a room full of some warriors. I think I'm in a room full of some people that says, all right, just bring it, big boy. Come on and bring it. I'll fight you back. I realize there's power in me, but you have the victory. You don't have to fight for position of victory. You fight from position of victory. So you're not trying to win the battle. You're already a winner in the battle. You just got to fight. And the continual prayer is also for the stretching of your faith. It's also for the stretching of your faith. I want to say this. I believe that we're in a season, and I really feel this in my spirit, that this is a season to where there's going to be people in you, you, us, all of us, is going to be in a season to where we're going to begin to stretch our faith and believe God because God only shows up in the stretching places of our life he only shows up in the faith stretching places of our life it's easy to stay in the boat it's even if it's even easy to stay in the boat when Jesus is walking on the water it's a whole nother level when he tells you to get out of the boat but I believe this is a season where we're getting out of some boats and we're going to begin to see God do some great things, not only in our church, but in your life. It's a stretching season. Prayer will never feel effective without your faith being stretched. It will never feel like it feels like a routine and it feels like a, something I need to say every day. I get up. I got to pray. I bless my food. I go to bed at night. I got to pray. And prayer life will feel just like it's what I'm supposed to do. But when you put some stretching faith behind that, all of a sudden your prayer life begins to react. It causes something to come alive inside of you when you begin to stretch your faith. Continual prayer sticks to stretched faith. I'll say it again, continual prayer will stick to stretched faith. Because the Bible says in James, the second chapter, that faith without works is, it didn't even say it was sick. It says it's completely dead. No life without there being some works. It's easy to sing about faith, talk about faith, speak on faith, say I have faith. And we can do all of those things, but it's a whole nother thing when you try to build some works around that faith. But a continual prayer life will get you stretching your faith and building some works around your faith. It, it gives you, it puts faith legs underneath it. Jesus told a crippled man with weak muscles, with weak muscles, he don't, he don't send him to rehab for six weeks. Hey, just, just go to that, that rehab and just get yourself strong, that physical therapy. There's a physical therapist going to help you get into your healing. Now, Jesus says, get up with your weak self. Get up and stand up. He didn't even say he helped him up. He says, get up because I know your legs are weak, but your arms are strong. Push yourself up. Push yourself up because he realized that there was going to be a miracle in the 
and the stretching. It's something about the stretching. And when you realize that stretching is something that we use, and we're, if we're going to see ridiculous things happen, ridiculous miracles in our life, it's going to happen in the stretching season of our life. Stretch for the ridiculous to release the miraculous. You have to go, this doesn't make any sense. I haven't walked. I've never walked. And I don't even have any muscles to support. But he's telling me to get up. It's time for you to get up and stretch your muscles, your faith muscles, in believing that God is going to do something for you in 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what does that mean? You need to stretch out. And maybe you need to start looking to buy a new home. Maybe you've rented long enough. Maybe you've rented long enough. You need to, so I don't qualify. Just go into one of those model homes on Saturdays. They usually give you free cookies anyway. Just go in there and eat you three cookies and walk around and begin to stretch your faith. Says, I don't even know if I qualify, but I'm going to walk around here and I'm going to walk around this house like it's mine. And then when you get ready to leave, just do it like the walls of Jericho and just walk around the house. They may call the security guard. I get it. I get it. They may call security on you, but I'm telling you, if that is the way for you to stretch your faith, you need to stretch out and make that phone call to that family member that you haven't talked to in years because of an offense that y'all been carrying against each other. Stretch out. Maybe that's what's keeping the lid on your life is because you simply won't make a phone call and stretch your faith to see God break through for you. You need to stretch out and secure the name of that that God has given you for that business. You need to go, I don't even know how they do it anymore. You need to go register the name. Go, go secure the name. Says, well, I ain't got no funding. I don't have no support. I don't even know how to do it, but at least you can get the name. Pull out. Just go ahead and get the name. Why don't you just get you a logo and stick it on your, your refrigerator and every time you go by and say, listen, I'm going to stretch with it. I'm going to keep stretching my faith and believing. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that God is able and he's only going to, it's only going to happen when I begin to stretch my Faith, faith without works is dead. You have to stretch your faith. I got 17 points. I'm not going to make it. I don't. I don't really. But we want a continual prayer for the church. We want to have continual prayer for the church. I want to be a church that prays for the church. Not just our church, but the capital C church. The global church. The church of God, the church of, of, of Jesus that is, that is throughout the world, that is making a difference. But the church is under attack. The churches in America is under attack. There's, there's, there's an attack on churches. There's more documentaries coming out about how churches, mega churches have done bad business and made bad decisions and they're being exposed. It's time for people to pray for the church. This is what we are needed in the community. We're needed in our city and in our world. It's time to pray for the church because listen, the church is a good place. The church is a healthy place. It's, it's a safe place. It needs to be a place where lives are saved and hearts are changed. And it, it's something that we can see transformation. Nine people walked to this altar last Sunday and gave their heart to Christ last week. Don't think you clap like it ain't a big deal. But I need you to get excited about salvation in this place. Because God is good. Isn't that right, Ruth? God is good. 
And this is a place where healing is. This is a place where deliverance flows. This is a place where you can come in broken and you can leave restored. The church is necessary. The church is needed. And I believe this is our season to see it. I wrote something on our new land and I found it in my notes in my phone. Dated September the 12th, 2020. I pulled up on the new land knowing what God was leading us into. A transition of me taking the, the lead pastor role. And, and I wrote this down. I sit there and I just was typing on or just do you type on phones I don't know I used my thumbs and I did some stuff on there and, and and I wrote this I said we will be the church we will be the church where the primary purpose is lost souls we will be the church where we are empowered by the Holy Spirit we will be the church where people that have been hurt in church will come to be healed. We will be the church where Jesus is the main thing and not people seeking platforms and positions. We will be the church where people will belong before they believe. We will be the church that will be the friendliest place on earth. We will be the church where the broken are restored. We will be the church where families are healed, where marriages are repaired, and where God's word will be preached. We will be the church where worship is so powerful that the presence of God is undeniable. We will be the church where senior adults are honored and empowered. We will be the church where young adults are equipped and empowered. We will be the church where children and teenagers are next our history has been beautiful but our future will be powerful we will be the church we will be the church so we got to continue to pray for us that we will be the church that God has designed us and has destined for us to be and I'm grateful to pastor this church. I am the luckiest and most blessed man on the planet to be able to stand up here in front of you every week and to be able to declare the word of God and to stand in that lobby at 9.15 every Sunday morning to be a part of our serve team rally. And if you are not a part of the serve team rally, you need to be there. You need to be a part of serving in this house because it is a family within this church. It's a community within this church. It's beautiful. I love it. We are the church. We are the church. We will be the church. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Continual praying means this too. It means praying God's word. Praying God's word. Many times praying his word is more powerful than your words. We always feel like we got to come up with something clever to say to God in prayer when we think the last thing that we said didn't connect. <laughs> and so sometimes you got to shift and you got to transition and go, I'm not even going to pray my words anymore. I'm going to pray the word of God. How many people say this? Say the word works. The word works. I, and, and some people say, I, I need an answer from God. Pray for me. And my answer will be pray the word. Because I really believe before you need me to pray for you, you just need to pray the word. There's power from Genesis to Revelation in the words that are in this book. And when you begin to pray the word, you can get your deliverance just from the word 
of God. I, I, whatever it is, you're feeling overwhelmed. Zacharias says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you're feeling powerless, Luke tells us, behold, I've given you the authority to tread on serpents or scorpions. If you feel like that the enemy is winning, Deuteronomy says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. And if you feel like there's trouble all around you, John says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. If you're feeling weak, Isaiah says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they will mount up with wings as eagles and they will run and not be weary and they will walk and not faint. If you're feeling like the whole world is against you, guess what? I've been there too, but Romans says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? If you're feeling alone, you can, you can rest by Joshua. It says, have not I commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you feel like you're in the battle, the feeling like the battle's a little bit too much, you can look at Chronicles that says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord that will, he will give to you. Do not be afraid nor be discouraged go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you the word works the word works the word works and then we already talked about this continual prayer to praise it says this anyone among you suffering let them pray is anyone cheerful let them sing praise. I thought that was very interesting. Same verse. If anybody is suffering, let's pray. But if you're cheerful, you've got to give them praise. Yeah, yeah. Suffering and cheerfulness can exist together. It can. It can. What is the thing? It's, it's praise that makes up the difference. If you're going through, there's nothing like when you're in the middle of a mess and you feel like you're in a season of suffering. There's something powerful when you can have the courage and the discipline to stand up in the middle of it and say, I praise you anyway. I give you glory. I thank you, God, that you are great and you're greatly to be praised. I'm going to praise you in the middle of my mess. I'm going to just, I'm going to stand in the middle of this situation and I'm going to lift up not one, but both hands and say, you are worthy of the praise. D David knew what it was like to praise God in the middle of a mess. He knew exactly. In fact, he wrote about it. In Psalms 145, it starts with praise the Lord. But the, Psalms 145 ends with praise the Lord. Psalm 146 starts with praise the Lord. Psalms 146 ends with praise the Lord. Psalms 147 starts with praise the Lord. Psalms 147 ends with praise the Lord. Psalms 148 starts with praise the Lord. Psalms 148 ends with praise the Lord. Psalms 149 starts with praise the Lord. Psalms 149 ends with praise the Lord. Psalms 150 starts with praise the Lord. Psalms 150 ends with let everything that hath breath. If we can learn to bookend our life, if we can learn to bookend our days, 
If we can learn to bookend our battles with praise and say, listen, I'm going to get up and when I put my feet on the ground on, on the morning, I'm going to say, God, thank you for waking me up. And I'm just going to do this, God, for just before I even get going. I got boogers all up in my eyes, but I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to do this. God, I thank you for waking me up and see another day. I thank you. I want to stop right here and give you praise before I do anything else. I may not even see to the end of this day, but you are not going to blame God. I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to be blameless before you that I will make sure that I will praise you in the middle of it before I even get going. How many people can really, really say I've got a healthy praise life? Now, let's be honest. Let's be honest, because it's easy to praise when the team is doing their thing. It's easy to praise when Tori's leading us and Paulson's leading us and when everything sounds good in the room. But do you really have the discipline to stand right in the middle of your mess and give God praise? I wonder for somebody here today that could just take a moment and just bookend your life and take a moment to give God praise. Why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you stand to your feet and give God praise right now on credit that he's worthy to receive the glory, that he's worthy to receive the praise. I'm looking for somebody right here that can open up their mouth and say, God, I give you praise in the middle of it. I give you praise even when I don't understand it. I give you praise. God, you are worthy of all the glory and all the praise. Come on, lift up your hands and praise him. Come on, leave your hands up right there. I want to pray that there will be a spirit of continual prayer over your life. Because I feel like there are people that you've been struggling with the discipline of your prayer life. Hey, I'll be honest, I've had my moments too. We all have. To where it feels like we're just kind of in it. But I just want to speak and declare that there is a fire of God that is about to hit your prayer life to where there's going to feel like this purpose that's going to rise up out of you in your season of prayer. Seven days behind us, 14 days to go. And I'm just praying that there will be a spirit of continual prayer that will go beyond 14 days. And that there's going to be a spirit of praise that's going to hit your life. We did it a little earlier. We did a few minutes just now. But you begin to Book in your life with praise. Wake up and give them the glory. Go to bed and give them the glory. Wake up and give them the glory. And go to bed. Give them the glory. Wake up the next day. Give them the glory. You had a rough day. That's all right. Go to bed giving him the glory. You didn't sleep good that night before. Wake up and still give him the glory and give them the praise. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this atmosphere today. And I thank you, Father, for every person that is here. I thank you for those that have been struggling with their prayer life, that are, that are in a season of just trying to figure out what all this is. Maybe there's people here that just need to say, Father, I'm sorry. I've just... I've been so divided in my mind and I've been fighting all this natural stuff and I know that it's a spiritual thing connected, but I've just been fighting the natural 
but I'm no longer going to be divided in my mind. I'm going to understand the power of prayer in my life. So, Father, I thank you for every person. And I give you the glory and the praise, God, for people that are stepping into a new season with their prayer life. And we thank you for it. Now, with your head bowed, eyes closed, if there's anybody here today that doesn't know Jesus, maybe you're new to this or maybe you've fallen away, I just want to encourage you that today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And I know that maybe you don't know what this means, but I'm just telling you there's a Savior that loves you, that loves you. And I wouldn't stand up here and try to sell you on something that I don't believe myself. I'm telling you, I've lived a life of being grateful that I have a Savior. That means that when I go through some stuff, I don't have to go through it alone. But it understands that there is a place in my heart that needs Jesus. Maybe you've allowed sin or you're living in a a life of sin. And here's the thing. I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm here to just recognize that if you feel that in your heart, it's not my words. It's the spirit of God that's touching you. So if that's you today, I just want you to raise your hand and I want to pray with you. If you need Jesus, if you need a savior today, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and I raise them high because I just want to pray for you. And, and I want to just invite you to come. Just come down to this altar. If, if you feel, if you will do that, I want you to have the courage to come down. And God's going to, we're going to have our, our ministers here to pray with you. Anybody? So let's just pray together. Father, I thank you that we can live a life of freedom through the cross, through the, through the gift of your son, God. We can be free today. And I thank you that you're touching those that are searching their heart for salvation today. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this was a resource and a blessing to your life. Go to our webpage, polc.cc, to connect with us on all of the things that we're doing. And we want to stay connected to you because we believe God has some great things for you. 